entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Welcome to the Bishop Francis podcast. Bishop Francis is the pastor of the Catch the Anointing Center, Lily of the Valley Cathedral, Teshola Scala. May you experience a supernatural encounter and be anointed as you listen to transformative preaching, insightful revelations, and down-to-earth teaching by the servant of the Lord, Bishop Francis Philip Asamoah. This message will revive, restore, and refresh as you receive God's word through Bishop Francis. Please do not forget to subscribe to his podcast channel to receive new messages. God bless you and enjoy the message. Amen. Beautiful. Wow. Good. The presence. Just for a few minutes. Okay? So how you can be anointed but be without the presence. (laughs) Amen. You see, you can be anointed but without the presence. Yeah. I feel you have helped some people. You are not happy with them at all. You, you help them, but you are not happy with it. When you, when you remember what you've done for them, and even what they are today, is because of what you did for them, but you are not happy with them. Yeah. Even we human beings. Yes. Yeah. Even we human beings. You get it? Good. So, you can be anointed, but without the presence. Brother, how's your chest now? It has moved somewhere else. Be healed. By the time we finish preaching, you'll be healed. Was it the chest or was it your side? I'm looking for a chest guy, a chest person. But be healed in the name of Jesus. The pain I'm talking about is here. You see where I'm pointing? This is where the pain is. That person be healed. You too, brother, be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good. Now, I want us to read two scriptures. I'm I'm at a loss as to which one to read first. But let us start from Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Matthew 7 verse 21. And we are saying that you can be what? Anointed, but without the presence. Amen. So, if we are to use doctors as a case study, there was a time he was present in certain people's lives. And through that presence, he did something that became a gift to those people. But today, he's not present But that gift or whatever he did is still working for that person. Even the relationship is not there anymore. But what he did is still on the person working. Now, if the person should make a mistake and lose that thing and come back, you, you this guy, you this guy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And you see that there are many of us, eh? We may feel that God is with us. But one day, 
You, you, this guy. You, when you came and then clear from there. And that's what we are talking about today. That you can be anointed, but the presence of God is not with you. And that's why I keep telling you that it's very important that you may be a pastor, you may be a prophet, you may be a reverend or a bishop, whatever. You must maintain a serious Christian life. And that's why I say sometimes that I'm primarily a Christian before I'm a bishop. Amen. Oh yes, I want to tell you. So, so this morning, I've had my quiet time. No, no, I've had my quiet time. That's, that's my life with God. And then I have what I'm preaching. Amen. What, what I'm preaching is different from what I did for my quiet time. Are you here with me? Beautiful. The spirit of healing is moving. Anybody who is sick, receive healing right now in the name of Jesus. It says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say, in, uh, will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Where you prophesied today, isn't it? It means you are inside. <laughs> did we not prophesy in your name? You did. And in thy name cast out devils. Hey! And in thy name did wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Amen. You see, from time to time, I remind myself of this scripture. Oh yeah. You see, sometimes when I think of the miracles, and I think of the miracles that happen and then all that, you understand what I'm saying? Then, I remind myself that, brother, you see this verse. We, we need to be careful. Hey, the place is very quiet. Is it because of the subject? Amen. Because we've cast out devils. Yeah, we've cast out devils. Amen. Yeah. Different sizes and shapes. <laughs> you get it. And we prayed for the sick and they got healed. We've done all those. So, is it possible that after all this, God will say, depart from me. Ah, yes, it's possible. That's what the Bible says. So you realize that we, we spoke about three different elements or three different aspects of the anointing. The anointing upon you, the anointing in you, and the anointing with you. So sometimes, what happens is that God has left too, but what is upon you has not left and that is why, thank you Holy Spirit, that, that is why the devil is still powerful. That is why demons are still powerful. Because even though God sacked them, he didn't collect his power. Are you there with me? That's why you should be careful. Because the devil operates on power that belongs to God, that God didn't collect from him. Hmm? I, I don't want to be like a devil. Because in, in a sense, a devil can easily be someone who operates the anointing without the presence. 
Because the devil does not have that, does not have the presence of God with him. In, in a sense, in a context. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you see here, you may be saying, come out in Jesus' name, glory to God. Then God will say, hey, you this guy. Ah. May be healing. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. You may be healing people. You see, if you are here today, you may say, ah, you see, normally when pastors, they don't have miracles, that's why he's trying to say that those who are healing the people, no, they may not. I, I heal the people here. I, I'm, anything I've said, all of them, I do them. I said all of them, I do them. Are you here with me? Yeah. Okay. So, we, we, we need to come to a place where we will always be in the presence of the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? And yes, it is possible for you and I to be in the presence of the Lord. Are you here with me? Let's look at another scripture. I'm trying to go very quickly today. Judges chapter 16 verse 20. It says, And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep, and he said, I will go out as at other times before, and shall shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. How many know Samson? If you look in my book of Bible stories, you will hear of Samson. You will hear of Samson. And the Bible says that this Samson, he said, that, oh, as for me, I'm anointed. Just like how it always is. That's how it will be. I will shake myself and they will see something. Then when he shook himself, the shaking did not shake. <laughs> Somebody said the shaking did not shake. I said, say the shaking did not shake. Why? The Lord had departed. Those of you, when you see anything in trousers that has a car, you like. Anything that is in skirt and coke shape or guitar shape, you like. This is, this is what was the undoing of Samson. It's the love for Delilah that made the Lord depart from him. His parents told him, from Dan to Bathsheba, there's no Christian girl that you've reached the unbelievers. He said, oh, the girl, she's juicy. She pleases Charlie. You know? That's what, that's what the guy was saying. But that's what you will say. If you were standing in the presence when you were looking at that girl, you would say that this girl can cause my downfall. No way. One day, I was thinking about one of my members that I love. Not here, somewhere else. And then, as I was thinking about the member, Reverend Sammy, come. Then I went into a vision. I was thinking, oh, it's like, oh, Charlie, this is my member. Oh, I want to love him. Then immediately I entered into a vision. So in the vision, I was going to, oh, hello, my church member. So in the vision, as I was about to do this, you know, then the Holy Spirit said, look, look at his hand. And then there was a knife 
in my church member that I want to laugh. There's a knife and it's, it's about to bring out my intestines. Yeah. This is a real church member that is alive today. Yeah. And I realized that but for the presence of God, I would have gotten into something and it, that would have been the end of me. That's why you need the presence. You see, but because this Samson was chasing, you see, it's like even when the presence choir was torn, there's also a wisdom cable. Sometimes you, you can't see into the spirit, but you see your father or your mother or something will give a comment to save you. Hey, Kwekuna. You see, as you are listening to that voice, it looks like your grandmother or your father even sounds weak. You see, but you don't know that. That, that is the voice of the Spirit speaking to you. That by your sitting at home, you are destroying your life. And because you are not in the presence, you see that he's contacted somebody else in the presence to try and pump some sense into your head. But you are not seeing it. So thank God that I saw this thing. Then, bam, my eye opened. I said, hey! Charlie, how? But I will not come. No, 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 because you can bring out my intestines. So Charlie, how? You are blessed. Receive a car. But, uh, hey, receive a touch, receive a, uh, receive a car. Perchance I get too close and my intestines are brought out. But Samson, but Samson, amen. He knew not that the Lord had left him. Let me quickly read these things and then we will close. It says, when the Bible speaks about the Holy Spirit, it often does not clarify whether it is the Spirit upon you, the Spirit with you, or the Spirit in you. You have to deduce from the context whether the presence of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit upon you, the Spirit in you, or the Spirit with you. That is why every Christian, please, that's why every Christian must pray. That is why we must all read the Bible. You see that? Being a Christian is also a study. Let me say that again. Being a Christian is also what? A study. It's like studying biology. It's like studying what? Chemistry, economics. You, you learn. Being a Christian is like apprenticeship. That is why we talk about disciples. Disciples are what? Students. A disciple is a student or a follower. Somebody who is learning something from somebody. That is why Jesus had disciples and they referred to him as rabbi or teacher. Because we are students and Jesus is my teacher. The work of Christianity. You cannot be a good Christian if you are not a student of Christianity. So you see that as I'm preaching today, immediately we are entering into problems. Why? Because, hey, there's a, the, 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 the spirit upon, the spirit within, and the spirit with. You, you see that, hey, so what are all these three things? So you realize that every Christian has to learn. 
If you don't learn what these things are, how are you going to know? Amen. So it comes a point in a Christian's life where you should be able to tell the difference. This is the spirit upon. This is the spirit within. This is with the spirit with. Are you here with me? Huh. The spirit upon you is the gift of God. The scriptures say that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Therefore, God does not take away his gifts from a person. I even now, when I think about it, I wish he would. Amen. At least in Samson's case, the presence and the gifts were a bit closer. So when the Lord left, then everything left. So immediately he knew. Do you know what they did to Samson when he lost the presence? They arrested him. They removed his eyes. Yes. That's what they They brought out his eyes. And then they put him in chains. God, the presence was not with him. Then he started to pray. Prayer brings the presence of God. I said prayer brings the presence of God. So as he started to pray. As he started to pray. Then the presence of God came back. Then... His gift was reactivated. And the Bible says he held two pillars. When he brought them together, the whole building collapsed. And the Bible says that he killed more people in his death than in his whole life. Hallelujah. Are you there? I'm telling you that when you pray, it brings the presence of God. When you pray. When you pray. When you pray. Hallelujah. When you worship, it brings the presence of God. Since the presence of God is the person of God, you may continue to have the gift, but not himself. Amen. Yes. Many of us have helped people. As you are sitting here, you are, they are not here with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are not even in their lives. And so it is with the presence of God as well. Amen. Beautiful. A number of people illustrate this mysterious principle of having the anointing but losing the presence of God. Number one, Saul. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13 to 14, the Bible says, Then Samuel uh, took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Hey! But you notice that even though the presence of God or the Spirit of God had left Saul, he continued to be the king. He was still sitting on the throne. But the anointing, the presence, it was with David. Even though David was in the bush. You see, that's why we have to be careful. So for example, I, I can be a bishop, no anointing. Do you understand what I'm saying? The presence of God is not with me. But he's the bishop. Till he's removed, maybe you cannot remove the person. And that was the story of David. I'm talking about real things here. You may be a pastor. You may be a whatever. But the presence is not with you. 
title, but not the presence. You have a position, but not the presence. Are you listening to me? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's a very scary thing. It's a very scary thing. You see, thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, it's like when um, in politics, you see, when the party that put you there is in power, you feel secure in your position. When election comes and then power changes hands, you see that the presence of your party has left. Another presence has come. You see that you begin, you, you've not been removed though, but you are shaking on your seat because the presence of the new party that has come can easily be your undoing. Are you here with me? I don't know whether you understand what I'm, do you happen to understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When, when the party that put you there was in power, oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. But now it's gone. Another one has come. You, you, you see that your position, and so even when the other one comes, you know that your position is gone. It's just a matter of time. Is that you are not gone yet. Ah, even when you are incumbent and you lose the election, you are still the president for some time. You are still in power for some time. So you see, the presence of God can leave you, but it looks like you are still in power for some time. Hey. I don't know whether you are understanding my preaching today. This story explains Saul, who was anointed to be king and remained anointed as the king to the end of his life. God never took away the anointing of kingship from him. David came near, but was afraid to touch Saul because Saul was anointed. The reason David did not kill Saul was because Saul was anointed. However, we read in the Bible that the Spirit of God left Saul. So Saul operated the anointing of kingship to the end of his life, but without the presence of the Spirit in a certain way. Amen? Let's go on. David, he said, cast not thy spirit, cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Psalm 52 verse 11. King David knew that he could also lose the presence of the Spirit. He had seen what happened to Saul. He knew the presence of God could leave him even though he was still the king. He knew what happened to Saul, so he cried, do not take away your presence from me. King David knew that he could be king all right, but the presence of God, but the presence of God would not be with him. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, for example, are you a Christian? You have, you have a name tag that you're a Christian, but the presence of God is not with you. I mean, when, when, we, when we do census, and we are counting Christians. We will count you as a Christian. But then, when God is looking for those who carry his spirit, will, will his spirit be on you? Amen. Amen. Are you there? Mm. Beautiful. We've spoken about Samson already. Is that not so? Then there is also Judas, but time will not permit us to talk about Judas. Amen. Are you here with me? 
So as a Christian, you must have a life with God. That has, you see, is, is not just coming to church. That's why I told you that I had my quiet time. I was enjoying time in the presence of the Lord. At a point, I asked the Lord, I asked the Lord, I, I, I want to be honest with you. Lord, what are you doing here? Because you are not saying anything. So what are you doing? That's what I asked the Lord just this morning in my office. What, what, what are you doing? Because I, I felt that, Lord, when you come around, you, you, you have a purpose, you have whatever, but it looks like you are here, but you are not saying anything. That's what I was asking the Lord. God must be real to you. And that's why, you see, when the prophet came, you see that he started, I mean, I didn't give him what to preach. Not, normally, when I invite somebody, I don't tell the person what to preach. I'll tell the person, let the Spirit of God lead you to do whatever. I don't tell, I don't tell, I don't tell, the, I don't tell the pastor about my church. I don't tell him about the members. I don't do such things. Uh, you've come to preach. Okay, so how are you? Oh, we have, oh, Charlie, it's great. It's an honor to have you, this and that. We talk generally. We don't talk about the church. Are you here with me? I don't talk about the church. So he just came and he did his thing. I didn't tell him what to preach. Neither did I tell him what I'm preaching. But you see that when he came, He's, the very thing I'm preaching, then he took it, the anointing and the presence. And you see, like I told the first service, I want to also tell you that it's a prophetic word to you that God wants you to respect, understand, and know the anointing and the presence of God. That is why a prophet will come here and he'll be talking along those, you know, same lines. Are you here with me? Yeah. Church workers and pastors, you see, you can operate without the presence. Amen. Oh, a pastor can preach without the presence. You see, uh, the, does the biology teacher need any presence of God to teach biology? No. I, I believe there are some people, they can, their presentation of the preaching will be even be nicer than mine. So even maybe more people will listen to such a person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But what is important is what? The present. Because you see, if you were to choose between the anointing and the presence, I would advise you, choose the presence. Because the presence is the person of God. The anointing is the gift of God. So if you are to choose between the gift of God, the gift of God, and the person of God, choose the person. Choose the person. Choose that one. Amen. Are you here with me? Don't be a pastor. And you see, and when I'm saying these things, eh, you see, forgive me, allow me to tell you. Because if I don't tell you, nobody will tell you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody will tell you. We, we love you. Well, why do you think I brought a, 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 a prophet a, a Pius to come for three days? And you see, I brought him because I knew that he would help us. That's why I brought him. And he helped us. It's all for us to equip us, to help us, to bless us. And that is why all these people are coming. It's not easy to bring them. But we bring them to be a blessing to the people of God. Amen. Uh -huh. 
So, when we are also telling you the truth in love, don't have a certain mind. Amen. Don't have a certain mind. Understand that. Oh, this thing that he's saying is like, I've not done it the right way. Okay, if I do it this way, that's all. Amen. You see, so I'm telling you that you can be a pastor without the presence. You can be an unanointed pastor. Even an unanointed reverend or bishop or whatever. You can be an unanointed church member. And God wants to be happy that you are one of his anointed one. Who everybody here receive the anointing. May oil be on your head. May you know the presence of God. And may you know his person. When you pray, may his aura be with you. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. A certain presence. A certain presence. So ladies and gentlemen, let's take God seriously. I'm telling you. It's not just about being here on Sunday. But every day. Every day, serve the Lord. Every day, be in his presence. Hallelujah. This is all time will permit us today. We'll continue next week. Stand to your feet. You want to pray for the presence of God in your life? Begin to pray. You want to pray for the presence of God in your life? Begin to pray. You want to pray for the presence of God as we close? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We are praying that your presence will be with us. Lift up your right hand and begin to pray. And tell the Lord, let your presence be with you. You yourself, talk to God. I need your presence to be with me. 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 Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We give you glory and we give you honor in the name of Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here today, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you are here like that and you want to give your life to Jesus, why not lift up your right hand and then I'm going to pray with you. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, if you've lifted up your right hand, I want you to come to the front here and I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. Hallelujah. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Close your eyes and pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I need you to be with me. And because of that, I surrender my life to you. I want to be your child. Please forgive me of all my sins. And please write my name in the book of life. I want to live my life with you. I want to live my life in your presence. Thank you for saving me today. 
Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. Thank you that I'm a citizen of heaven. Thank you that your spirit is in me. Thank you for saving me. Amen. All right. Now, this is a gift from our prophet, Bishop Dakiwood Mills. Okay. It's called How to Be Born Again and Avoid Hell. So this book is to help you. All right. You see that being a Christian is also like being a student. So you have to learn how to be a Christian. You get it. Uh-huh. So this book is going to help you. God bless you. God bless you. Brother, be healed there. May the Lord heal your side. Whatever pain is there, be healed. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Let that pain go away. Father Lord, we thank you and we give you glory. Amen. You see this uh, pastor at the back there? He's going to talk to you and then you'll come back. So just follow him. Put your hands together for the Lord. All right. God bless you for listening to this anointed message. It was great having you, and we believe you have been blessed and uplifted by this powerful word. Subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages regularly. God richly bless you.